Okay, so we're continuing our conversation. And one of the things that I want to jump right into is that you you once heard a a word from the Lord, and it was this. It was, God, give me men. And I always thought about this for a long time, and I thought, man, you know, and at this point, you were probably in your 30s. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, dang, you know, um, God, give me men. And then I thought to myself at the time, I was like, what would I do with him? I mean, and not only that, but that's a lot of responsibility. That's a big burden. That's a big responsibility. I thought many times, because <clears throat> you're very gracious, uh, you're very nice and kind, Um and I thought many times, I wonder if it's just like frustrates the heck out of you to see <laughs> these people and how they respond and, and, and you know, just uh, carnal as, as butchers. And, you know, um, how, how, what was that like? Did you ever, did you think about that at the time? You know, okay, I'm going to have these men. Then you think about a lot of these men, they're religious folks, but they think that they want to be in on the action with God. Yeah. But are they really disciples? Do they really have that? Have they been apprehended by God? I was apprehended. Mm-hmm. There was no way I wasn't going to be in on this because he apprehended me. And I decided I'm yielding. I want to fulfill my purpose in God. But sometimes, a lot of times, people want to be a part of a uh, a ministry. Yeah, a movement. A movement. Yeah. Did you find that that was frustrating or did, how was that like when you would encounter heavy resistance, the soul, the strength of the soul and the strong will and the emotions, all these things? What was that like for you? Well, there's no doubt, as I'm learning myself, that that uh, commission was mm-hmm. my first commission I ever got from the Lord was uh, July of 1979. I was in Texarkana, uh, Texas. No, Texarkana, yeah, Texas. It's actually... Texarkana is Arkansas, technically, I think. It's right on the line. Yes, it that, is. In fact, that Highway 71, I believe it is, is Arkansas, this side. Okay, Texas. okay. So, so you were in the Texas side. On the Texas side. And I had this uh, encounter from the Lord. And it started off with a full gospel businessmen's fellowship. I was invited to come there and minister. And uh, as I stood up to the pulpit... To begin to minister, I started talking. <clears throat> now, this is how this commission came about. He uh-huh. set this up. Oh, I re- okay. So you're not even um, you're not in prayer asking God. No. Okay, you're no, at it, a fellowship fixing to minister. minister. And I'm standing there now. Some people will struggle with this, but uh, here's the thing that I want to say: is you listen to me. And some of the things I went through, I don't try to I don't try to convince anybody of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it this what happened to me. Uh, you can say it's demonic. You can say it was a, a hallucination. You can say I'm on drugs. It doesn't matter. The deal is it happened. Mm-hmm. The bottom line, this happened. So I'll be because of the Lord. Of course, I would. You, what what happened? I don't know what else you could do with it. <laughs> because um, what what because I I I. I I, I know what happened yeah. and and you're thinking, okay, how is that, you know, how is that possible? Because I think that you were delivering a message and I, this stuff was going on in the background. I Something else was going on. I was gone. Right. What happened was I literally left my body and my oh. body was standing there at the, at the pulpit, my left arm on it, and I went straight up through the ceiling. 
met this person in the air, which I believe was Christ. Mm -hmm. He takes me and by the arm and takes me way up over the earth. And he actually honed in on Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Louisiana. That was the things that I began to see, but I did see the whole world, the earth. And he said to me very clearly, I'm going to show you the condition, the state of male leadership in America. Uh, now, Joe, at that time, I came from a dominating uh, matriarch. Uh, I didn't know anything about domestic rule, headship mm. principles, none of that, 1 Corinthians 11. I, hadn't, I was a babe, didn't know anything. It was, my, it was my first meeting that I'd had after I married Gloria Lee. Wow. And uh, so I didn't have a lot of theology or dogma behind me, doxas. I didn't have any of that. And so what happened was it didn't mean much to me. I thought, well, you know, men. But I, what, he, what I saw was the word malakos. Mm -hmm. I, he gave that scripture about the effeminate. And, well, he, mm -hmm. the scripture he gave me was Isaiah. And he said that uh, children rule over, uh, and children are their, women rule over them and children are their oppressors. Mm -hmm. I saw that. That was a scripture he gave me, and I'm still floating in air with, beside him. And I see all these malakos, or which is the Greek word for effeminate males. Right. And what I saw in kind of like kind of like emasculated is a term that's become prominent now. It's yes. like they've taken their the masculinity took out of them has been robbed. It. Remember now, uh, man, that was, ooh, I don't know what, forty years ago. Yes. And now uh, the term they're using now is that masculinity is toxic. Right. Can right. you believe that? <clears throat> wow. Any man ought to get, get, get away from them women. Right. But the emphasis was I saw then what Christ was dealing with, and I saw why he chose man. Now, <clears throat> this is the, when I came out of that, <clears throat> excuse me, he brings me right back. I come right back into the ceiling. I enter right back into my body, and I'm totally totally confused. When I came in, I, I looked around. I'm, what happened? That's what I'm thinking. What happened? Gone for just milliseconds. That's what's crazy. And I, I couldn't focus. And I looked at everybody. I said, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry for you that have come to hear the word. I have nothing. I need, I have to go. I need, I need to go. I just turned and left. <clears throat> And I went back to the home that I'm staying in. I went in my bedroom that they let me use, locked the door. I didn't come out for three days. <laughs> and all I did was just cry and cry because now what, what I saw didn't mean a thing to me. But now when I got in before the Lord, he began to- Unpack it. He, he told me, he showed me, unpack it. <clears throat> it all like a scroll. Mm -hmm. And I began to weep, and I was broken for male leadership, and mm -hmm. I was broken for men that have become dominated by the woman, and children are just disrespect and despise mm -hmm. them, and uh, the elderly are now stupid and idiots mm -hmm. <clears throat> to the younger generation. And I saw all of that. And the reason I was able to see it, now here's where it's going to become <clears throat> probably offensive to the modern-day Charismatic woman, which snowflake. is snowflake. I call it snowflake Christians. And they are snowflakes. You know, there are snowflakes in the world who, you know, have these high expectations that the world's supposed to serve them, the newer sure, generation. Sure. But I've found that there's also a snowflake within the Christian circles now. Absolutely, there is, mm -hmm. because it's become more and more dominant of uh, role reversal. 
But let me take you back to, I have two books, Genesis Woman, Genesis Man. Mm -hmm. And this takes you back to something here that's really controversial, but biblically sound. And I delivered this in South Africa. And when I delivered this in a women's meeting, one woman shut down six more meetings that I had called all the pastor's wives that do not have him here. And they did, they shut down seven meetings <clears throat> that I was, I was appointed already scheduled. And she made, she got offended. She got offended because of the message you were delivering. She stood up in the meeting. Now, this was a biblical message. Yeah, I was teaching the word. Do you know if at the time that she, whether or not she, she maybe not, but was she involved in the the, the feminist movement? No. Okay. Here's the thing. Uh, like I said, I've gotten. I, I I don't have anything negative. It just happened. These mm -hmm. were all word of faith okay. churches, and. Uh, it was totally, if you're not preaching faith confession, I mean, mm. that's the bottom line. That was the deal. And that's not what I preach. <clears throat> right. So I, I believe, and I love what the scripture says and uh, about receiving every word from God. You know, and you got you to mm -hmm. take it all. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But anyway, I, it didn't bother me. I mean, uh, Christ, that's his problem. It's not mine. <laughs> I'll be glad to walk the beaches of South Africa <laughs> and go out to dinner, which I did. <clears throat> but what happened was, she stood up in the meeting and she said, what are you, what are you going to do with a woman like me? Mm. And uh, I said, I ain't going to do a thing with you. That's your husband's problem. Well, the, it was, the request was the womanhood, the woman issue. Can you share the, they asked, could you share the woman issue with us? I said, sure. Oh, she stood up, did not want to hear it. <clears throat> did she kind of anticipate what you were going to be talking about? No. Uh, actually, a, a person in the audience said, would you share with us the wom about the woman issue? Uh, and I said, I would be glad to. The pastor said, no, we're not going to be discussing that tonight. Uh, and I said, sir, I don't have any problem with any of this. It's the word of God. No, we're not going to be doing that. She stood up and said, well, what are you going to do with a woman like me? I said, I'm not going to do a thing with you, man. That's your husband's problem. And obviously, that's his problem. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> but here's what I, I went ahead and shared it. And here's what I shared was, in Genesis, God said to man, I'm going to make man in my image after my likeness. He made the male in his image and his likeness. That's right. God doesn't have breasts, he doesn't have a vagina, right. and all the other, all the above. And in heaven, there were not women. That mm -hmm. Jesus Christ was, a, a, was known as the first creation of God the Father, and then he gave Christ all the authority to bring creation. But the issue is, all the angels were created beings. And uh, so all these prophets say there's women angels and baby angels, and here we go. Right. But the issue was, he's, now listen close to what he said, this is where it's, and if a woman can get this, uh, identity crisis mm -hmm. happens when you don't know your origin. If you understood your origin, then your, your future will be your past. You will understand what you will be doing based upon where you came from. Mm. If you don't know where you came from, you don't know where you're going. And so what is the origin? Your design. Your design is in the origin. Where mm -hmm. did you come from? Where is your design? What fabricated you to be what you are? Because whatever your design and fabrication is, that's what you'll produce. I see. So we came from God. Yeah. Woman came from man. Her mm -hmm. origin is in man, not in God. Our origin is in God. So he said, I'm going to create a woman for him. He didn't, he didn't create woman for God, for him. Right. He created woman for the man, for yeah. Very difficult word. Yeah, that's a difficult word for them to swallow, yeah. especially today. 
But then I would is, ask you, are you not created for God? I am created for God. Absolutely. Yes. That's your purpose. That's it. It may be offensive to a lot of males, and it is, but that's it. I was created to serve him. I have I understand both diakonia and, and doulos, which is two different Greek words for one. I'm a servant of God. Mm -hmm. I'm a slave, Paul said. Mm -hmm. I'm a bond mm -hmm. slave. Mm -hmm. I've got no problems with that. Mm -hmm. I have no problem submitting to Jesus Christ, subjecting myself, right. obeying him, reflecting his glory, representing him, speaking on his behalf, supporting him, making him successful, promoting him, advertising him, doing whatever I can to pr propagate now his you, kingdom. Now you're talking kingdom. Yeah. You're talking kingdom. kingdom. And one of the realities is whether you like it or not, this is the way eternity is going to be. This is where it's going to be. If you don't like this, don't go to heaven. Yeah, it's going to be disappointing. Right. <laughs> so here's three things that scripture says of the woman. She came out of man created for man to be with him. Now, that's her goal and objective is the male. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a flip side to it in 1 Corinthians 11. It says the man was created to reflect the glory of God. Now, here's where I sympathize with women. They're uh, supposed to reflect the glory of their husband. But if he won't reflect the glory of God, then what is she supposed to do? And because the husband won't reflect the glory of God, she starts trying to usurp and get the glory of God. And then you have these charismatic women that have no respect or honor for uh, husbands, and they're not going to submit to them. In fact, uh, the woman now has become the governmental ministry, and he sells the tapes and books out in the foyer. And they they boast, and they call themselves, these days, uh, one of the titles that women choose to call themselves is the boss. Yes. They're the yep. boss. They're the boss. See, the, the roles change. Now, here's what's interesting. You follow that teaching out, and you go to Genesis chapter 3, it says the enmity, the hatred that Satan has is not with the man. It's with the woman. Mm. And when you find out why he hates the woman, you go to the book of Revelation. And it says that Lucifer is sitting there at the womb to destroy, to devour the child, the man, the man child, man child, not the woman child. Right. It's the man child. So then you go back to the Old Testament pattern. New Testament is, is the Old Testament was the, uh, the type and shadow of the mm -hmm. real. So God chose 12 men, mm -hmm. and then he chose 70 men, mm -hmm. man-child. Right. And then Christ comes along, he chooses 12 men, and later he chose, chose 70. 70 men. Mm -hmm. He pressed out the pattern. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now, that's what God uses in governments is men. That's mm -hmm. their position. They're governmental. Mm -hmm. The wife is not governmental. She's not the head of the mm -hmm. house. So that now is the reason that women are doing this. They don't know their origin. They have an identity crisis. Right. And because of the identity crisis, they don't know their origin. Where did they come? What was the word you used? Uh, their, their, um, their, um, not pattern, but something is a perfect design. Word. <clears throat> their design. Mm -hmm. And we use that term divi divine design. Mm. And when you, when you come out of a divine design mm -hmm. that you and I was created, we came out of Christ, mm -hmm. came out of God, made in his image and likeness. She's made in my image and likeness. Woman's made in man's image and likeness. I came out of him, <clears throat> created for him to be with him. Mm -hmm. I don't see the problem. No. I found my purpose. Now, I could have done what the independent woman done, and I could have said to Jesus on the sidewalk, I don't think so. It's my choice. I ain't serving you. I'm serving myself. You're not going to be telling me what to do. I don't have to submit to you. You know who I am? <laughs> mm -hmm. But I didn't have to do it. I chose to. Right. This is not having to do anything. This is all about choice. Mm -hmm. I've said before your life, death, blessing, curse, choose. 
Yes. So Gloria chose when she now Gloria was very independent. She mm -hmm. was a charismatic, word of faith, independent mm -hmm. woman when I married her. Mm -hmm. When I took her into headship principles and showed First Corinthians eleven with her, it was not an easy journey. Right. Because they are afraid to submit. So you're going to own me, govern me, and tell me what to do, and I just got to submit to you. No. Three scriptures that tells you in the Lord. All three of those talk mm -hmm. in the Lord, only mm -hmm. in the Lord. Mm -hmm. I would never command, now I'm married to Crystal, Gloria Lee's passed on, I've been married to Crystal, but I wouldn't tell either, either one of these women of God to do anything contrary to the Word of God. And I've told both of them, if I tell you do anything contrary to the Word of God, you don't have to obey me, you have to obey God. So then we break it down into this identity problem, and we break it down with more clarity so you don't have it. There's the difference between headship and lordship. Mm -hmm. I am Crystal's head. I am not her Lord. These guys want to Lord it. Right. That's why women don't want it. Right. If a man would be a head and not and let Christ be the Lord, but man's usurping the Lordship of Christ and the wife is usurping the headship of the man. And they're resisting. <clears throat> both. Both sides. They yeah. They're the, so the man is not reflecting Christ. He's, he's not, not an imager of God. No, he's not. And she has no image to reflect. Right. Right. And so she's stuck in a bad spot. She sure is. And so over time, what happens is um, she becomes more rebellious. Does. Independent and, and lawless. Right. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> but the sad thing is uh, you have men and women resisting each other, fighting against each other. The man wants to, he says that he's trying to find a woman who's going to be, uh, you know, feminine, uh, yeah. submissive. Yes. And inspirational. Yes, yes. And and but she's wanting somebody who is a man of God. Sometimes, Sometimes. not not always, but well. but um, but I, I think they're they're really looking for uh, security, you know, um, protection. And uh, do but, we not do we not look for that in Christ as man? Actually, I do. We all do. See, we're all trying. We're all trying to get back to what we all he, males and females have the same need, and I have to get it from okay. God, and I have to then pass it along to her. Mm -hmm. And behold, I show you a mystery. I speak concerning Christ in the church. Mm -hmm. The marriage is a replication. It is a duplication of Christ to His body. If we could understand that mystery, then I can understand how to be a husband. She can understand how to be a wife, and there be no fear. But we have that identity crisis, and what causes that? Now, here's what causes it. It really isn't the fact that the male is that effeminate, which most of them are, mm -hmm. or that she's that uh, uh, butchy. Mm -hmm. The issue is it's selfishness. It's right. the love of self yes. more than the love of a husband. If you and I, let's go with you and I as origin of man. If I continue selfishness, I'm going to put myself above Christ. Right. I'm going to choose me over him. Right. I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's really what's taken place too much now is we're, we're doing this under, I don't know if I've ever shared with you or even here, but this world, world of difference between Savior and Lord, that's the conflict that we're facing. In Savior, I think I've shared that with you, that it's all about me, 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 right. save me, deliver me, heal me, that's bless right. me, prosper me. Well, that's what we've done. Mm -hmm. So we believe God was created for us. Mm. That's what that statement is. Man said, let us create God in our image after our likeness. God said, no, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Mm -hmm. Now, who's So I have a God in my image and my likeness, and my image is he's a giver, yes. and what I like is what he gives. Mm -hmm. And you're here to give me, to bless me, to mm -hmm. prosper me, to make me the head, not the tail, above, only not beneath. <laughs> right. And you get into that rhythmic 
confession and it's right. all about you. Yes. But when you go into lordship, now it's a different story. It's I'm created for you. Mm. Savior, you was created for me. You did. You came here for me. I appreciate it. But I've had enough of me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a little, uh, people said, Randy, I'd like to hear if I said, I'm so bored with <laughs> me. And you do. Right, you you yes. should come to that. Right. Well, the excitement is about Christ. Yes. And so we got to move now from Savior to Lord. And that, and when a woman comes into lordship, she'll come under headship. It's the lordship of Christ that does that. The independent woman that won't come under headship is because she won't submit to lordship. Mm. There's no way <clears throat> that my wife will submit to me as head if she's not going to submit to him as Lord. If she only knows him as Savior, then I have to be a Savior, not a husband. Mm. For her to stay with me and want me, I have to be the giver. I have to be the blesser. I have to be the provider. I have to, it's, she's getting, if she's not getting something from me, why she want to stay with me? So it's the same pattern with the man and the Lord. It's identical. Hmm. Image likeness. It's mm -hmm. a reflection all the way down. Mm -hmm. Look in the mirror, it's the same. Hmm. What works for one is identical to the other. I recall years ago there was a there was a moment in time, uh, mystery of marriage. When it was birthed, there was a like a head-on collision with a spirit of Jezebel. Oh my gosh! Is there was there ever? Yes. You recall that? Oh, do I ever? <clears throat> she I can, was tough, boy. I can just the imagine spirit, the spirit. right the spirit. I can yeah. just imagine the headwinds. You know, yes. turning, you know, it's, 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 it's like, it's like, okay, that's, that's the hill. That's the mountain we're going to go after. And then the headwinds, yeah. you talk about a gaze turning your way. I remember, I remember the <clears throat> weight and the intensity of the resistance of that, that message. Yeah. It was, it was all out war. If you take it and look at Old Testament, mm -hmm. it's Jezebel ruling the nations through Ahab. Mm -hmm. yes. We have a president today who is mm -hmm. Malakos. Right. And we have two women behind him telling him what to do and how to lead the nation. We have a Jezebel Ahab right. government right now at the administration. And we're hoping to end this, hoping Christ will end this before we wind up destroyed. Right. So we're, we're looking at what's happening. Now, follow this. This is crazy. What generation has ever come out with so much transgender confusion. I know. I know. The male doesn't know his origin. He wants to be a woman. The woman doesn't know her origin. She wants to be a man. Now, is that not demonic? It's See, demonic. Now, Satan is saying, I'm going to make man in my image after my likeness. I'm going to make woman in my image and my likeness, and I'm going to reverse the image and likeness. And because it is the man-child that Jesus Christ chose to mm -hmm. rule the nations. Mm -hmm. When he sets up his kingdom on the earth, second coming, mm -hmm. he's going to rule it with men that he's delegated authority Correct. to, yes. and they're going to rule the nations. Yes. The reason he said there'll be no marriage, because we're not going to have problem ruling the nations. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of threw that in there. Yeah, yeah. That will get some attention. <laughs> That'll get some attention. You won't have anybody jockeying for the ruling right. of the nations. Right. So but it's going to be men ruling the nations. I agree. And let's talk about men. The man child. Let's talk about the man child. Um, <clears throat> I'm. I remember being um, a twenty-year-old. It wasn't that long ago. Not as long ago as it is for you. I know <laughs> that's right, man. I know that's right. And and 
And, <laughs> you know, uh, beginning my journey with God and naive, young, don't know the word, but boy, I tell you what, I, I just really felt the presence and the, the power of God in my life. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I've been apprehended yeah. and I yeah. belong to him now. <clears throat> and did a lot of, you know, um, uh, I did a lot in my life that I decided that I was going to do. Okay, well, maybe if I go here, then this will work and I can enter into ministry in this fashion. Yeah, yeah. And so I had no idea, no idea about discipleship. I had no idea. And so I was just following, you know, like you mentioned earlier, I was following the men who were mentoring me and seeing what they were doing, these tent revivals and these crusades. And, and you know, was that before you met me? Yes. Okay. Yes. And, <clears throat> and so I was pretty much being groomed as in the area of evangelism. Yeah. Uh, at that time, I had a lot of zeal and a lot of excitement about the word. And I, I memorized, you know, the God's plan of salvation in high school. And so I just was just every chance I had, I was out there, you know, finding people to talk to. And how, how old were you when you got born again? Uh, uh, just about, just, I was still 16, but just right wow. after I turned 17. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Very young. You were young. Yeah. Very young. And, <clears throat> and uh, I had an exciting time. I mean, that first uh, probably... Six months was just crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, I ended out, I ended my, uh, my time at that high school. It was the last month. It was May 3rd. And, and I was fired up. It's just like, it happened very quickly how the word just got put it. Cause I, I, I think about it now. I'm like, how in the world? I led 28 people to the Lord, you know, in that one last month. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was just, <laughs> I would run from classroom to classroom, excited about seeing who I could share with. And it was, it was dynamite. And um, there was a there was a there was a recognizable change in my life that that the students at the school saw. It was like there's no denying this guy was crazy, and and now he's toting around a Bible in school. And so the reason I wanted to uh, bring this up is because I know that there's a lot of young men. And even after Bible school, I was still doing the same thing. I was like, okay, how do I start? I started a church in Midland and it was me, you know, and, and that came about by, you know, just again, evangelists getting people saved and then thinking, okay, I need to create a fellowship because there's a lot of people getting saved. Mm -hmm. So we created one. <clears throat> and uh, about a year into that is when I, I encountered the, 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 the Marismos. Now I thought, oh my gosh, I am such a novice. I am unlearned. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I bring that up because I know that that there's a lot of people in that same scenario. They have a lot of zeal. Their their motivation, I would say, is right. They want to pursue God. They want to serve God with all their heart. They just don't have guidance. They don't have anybody there that's going to say, okay, you're a young believer. Now let's get you matured. Let's take you through this process. It's, it's a, it's a Timothy. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a Paul spending the time that it takes to bring someone along and, and encourage the person, correct the person, teach the person, um, all that, t teach them how to put, get their hands dirty 
but having some kind of a systematic way of getting them to the place where they can get to maturity. Along the way, I learned that there was spiritual growth stages of maturing as a spiritual person. Without knowing that, I mean, you're lost. Yeah, yeah. you're like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm doing okay. I pray, you know. But you really am, are not making those strides, and and so I think it's really important that we address that and and talk about okay, there are there levels of spiritual growth and maturity in in your walk. When you get born again, I had a lot of zeal. I mean, I, 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 I. Uh, I was fortunate enough that a, 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 a convict that came out of prison gave me his Bible. He, he spent about four or five days with me after I got born again and started teaching me God's plan of salvation. <clears throat> and I pretty much decided to memorize it. And I just took that memorization of that and yep. my Bible and I just start preaching the gospel to other students. I'd go to the gym and find their lunchtime, find all the, the, the girls who were on diets. Really? <laughs> I just start preaching right there in the gym on the on stadium. And <laughs> I come on diets, you know, they just don't want to eat cause they want to lose weight or you know, oh, keep yes, their weight yes, down. Yes, and yes. so they were a captive audience and that, that was <laughs> really great. Well, if they're captive, you, like you said, you got them captivated. Exactly. And so, but that was a lot of zeal, but I didn't know what I was doing. And I, I mentioned to you last time that, um, we captured a television program on Sunday mornings and thought that maybe there was a church down the street. We had no idea this this guy was bigger than Lot Kenneth Copeland. Oh, and yeah, yeah, he yeah. became our pastor on television yeah. Sunday mornings. That's all we had. And um, I didn't know anything about, you know, the difference between a Baptist and a Church of Christ. Zero. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was Catholic and and but I didn't know anything. And that was good. That was good. Very yeah, good. Yeah. I didn't have to learn less of. But um so what I'm my point is what would you what what would you say to an individual that is starting off? They're 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 young in the Lord. They have a calling in their life, and yeah. they can train wreck, they can shipwreck, or they can have a whatever. What, what would he call a successful walk or a successful um, voyage with God in life? It's 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 dying to self. That's that's. That's for sure. That is for sure. There's not, there's not a, you can't put out a brochure and say, hey, you wouldn't be a disciple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's not a life of glamour. No, it is not. No, it is not. It's truly <clears throat> the end of your life. And so talk to me about, um, one, what happens in that time span? Someone gets born again. They are recreated in Christ. You know, the seed of God comes to their heart. They start changing. I instantly stop cursing. I inst instantly stop using drugs. Hmm. I instantly stop having violent <clears throat> violence inside of me, wanting to fight. It just went away, melted away. But then uh, I had hunger. I remember that. I mean, I couldn't read enough of the scriptures. And I remember... My dad, you know, he was confused with what's going on with me, and he was very uh, weirded out by me because I was with the Bible all the time, and that <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah, you're yeah. not supposed to read that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had those that big old one mm -hmm. on the ca ca coffee table, and so I would read it at nighttime in my bed with the blankets over the flashlight because really? forbidden. 
Yeah, yeah. No, you can't be reading that. It'll make your mind go crazy. That was a belief. I can, I've heard that one. Yeah. And so, but I was extremely um, just consuming the word. And it's, it's, I know now that a baby, a sense, baby sense, uh, desires a sincere milk of the word. So I was devouring it. Um, but it was maybe year, two years later, I had a lot of biblical understanding, but I was becoming a religious person. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to go into evangelism or am I going to go into um, building a church? And so I did both, mm-hmm. but not aware that there was a process that God would, uh, yeah. I, I wasn't aware of any of that stuff. So when I heard concerning the Matics for the first time, I was like, well, I pulled over. I was driving from West Texas to New Mexico and I was driving and I was listening to this thing and I pulled over my car and I got out. I was walking around my car just like, my gosh, yeah. what in the world? Where have I been? You know, I've been completely, completely left alone. Mm-hmm. Nobody to teach me. And so when I got that tape, series, I mean, I wore it out and ordered another one mm. because it was like, you got to be kidding me. There's, there's sense to this madness. Yeah, yeah. It was so rich. The understandings of the way God operates in your life was powerful. And um, so I almost memorized the whole thing. Because I couldn't, I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. So what would you say to an individual? Lots of zeal, fired up, a heart pursuing God, but there's so many traps. There's so many pitfalls. There's so many detours and, and ways that they can be completely chewed up and spit out. In essence... <clears throat> Not to contradict, but to bring clarity, there's only two ways. And that's why it's so simple. And if you choose that one way, there's many complicated mm. traps then. But it starts off with an identity. Now, I'm not going to go back to what we talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to a different realm of identity. <clears throat> there is a marismos moment where you have to distinguish your life as a minister to God Mm. or as a son to a father. If you get born again and all you know is church and religion and ministry, he's God. But if you get, now listen, you get born. Mm -hmm. You can't get born again as a minister. Mm -hmm. You're not born a minister. You follow me? You have to be birthed. And so what's happening, Mm -hmm. we're letting the church and religion birth us into ministry. Mm -hmm. We have a usurping mother. have a book called uh, Father God versus Mother Church. And that's that's what we talk about. So what happens with a young man, you get birthed and you go, you get born again and you go to a church. You go into Babylon for 70 years. Mm -hmm. And they birth you into the ministry without being trained. And all, they're not interested in your character, your constitution, your temperament, your disposition. They're not interested in any of that. They're interested in your gifts, anointing, and all of that. <clears throat> are you called to teach? Are you a missionary? Uh, what, what is it you're called? Call, called to rather than called of. Mm-hmm. So now you switch over. You go back with Christ, who's the everlasting Father. He births us, and we cry, Abba, Father. Now, he births us into the family of God, 
And as a father, he begins to train us in sonship. Mm -hmm. So now we know as a father, uh, the five Greek words you're familiar with <clears throat> on maturity is he, he takes it from napios, parion, technon, weos, pater. Greek words mean napios, no speech. Now you're a baby. That's what that means. And uh, parion is your potty stages where you go through. And technon is your teenage years. And then your weos is the fully matured son. Pater is a father. Now, he's fathering us all through all five of these stages. It takes time. I'm 73, and I'm, I don't know exactly where I'm at. I'm, I still find myself in we us trying to grow up, though I do touch a little bit sometimes on fatherhood, fathering, training, educating mm -hmm. young men. <clears throat> but that's why I said, God, give me men. He wanted me to start training yeah. them. <clears throat> I was not able to father them in the faith, because I wasn't a pater at that time. I was a technon, we all balancing back and forth at 35 years of age, and I was able to enough give them enough to where they could grow on it. Now that takes us, I'm gonna read this scripture because this is where the life comes in in Hebrews 6. It says, verse one, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection or maturity. Well, he tells us about, you can't go on, these are the principles, and then he uses the term, as he goes on, he says, in fact, uh, chapter 5, I'm going to flip back on that one and get the last verse of it. And it says, uh, for, uh, verse 12, starting from there, for when, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles. Now, there are the first principles of oracles that God gives us. Oracles, as we understand in the Old Testament and New Testament, if any man speak, then speak as the oracles of God. A baby is no speech. Mm -hmm. He has to learn to talk. Mm -hmm. And what he has to learn to do is learn to speak the oracles of God, not his own mm -hmm. whatever. So it'd be like right now, someone come to me and said, Ray, I'm gonna teach you Spanish. Well, all I know is English. So I'd have to listen to my teacher and come under that teacher to learn how to speak Spanish. Well, when you come to God, you have to learn to speak the oracles of God. And then the Old Testament, uses the revelation of that oracle, which is the oracle in the Holy of Holies is literally the voice of God. That's his voice you have to learn, and then you learn it through his word as well. But it goes on and reads, it says, and rather than being uh, teachers, he said, you become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. And for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, we us, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Now he's telling you there's milk and there's meat mm -hmm. here. So now as a father, a nursing father, Isaiah calls it nursing father, he's going to nurse, nurse you through six primary bottles. He lists these. These are not meat. Now when it came out in the 70s and 80s, the word of faith, they thought they were taking meat. They had no idea it was the second <laughs> bottle. And they right. wouldn't drink the rest of it. That's they right. Just, they just started... Uh, uh, regurgitating after a while on the same bottle, but it says here, here's the bottles. <clears throat> he said, uh, let's leave in the principles of the doctrine of Christ, the oracles. Here's the first mm -hmm. principles, the first oracles. He said, repentance from dead works, not repentance from sin. Mm -hmm. Repentance from dead works, faith toward God, not faith, you know, for God, faith toward God. Doctrine of baptism, seven baptisms. Uh, laying on the hands, resurrection of dead, and of eternal judgment. Now he says, and if God will permit, We'll move on into perfection, maturity. Mm -hmm. So it tells you these are the these are your six primary bottles that 
Any born-again, spirit-filled young man ought to start nurturing himself on these bottles. Learn these. These are the, This is the, Jesus Christ, the apostle. That's his apostolic creed. Right here is his first six bottles that he gives you before you come into Weos. Mm. These are Napios and Pation bottles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the word of faith, when it came out, Kenneth Hagin was one primarily responsible for bringing that revelation to the level that it did. Mm -hmm. he, was a, he was a father that brought a bottle and everybody started drinking it and we thought we were mature. I drank it. I still do. I still love the word of faith. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, but I prefer the word of God. You know, in other words, I just don't want to get hung up on one bottle. Right. I've drank all six of them. I still drink them. I study them all the time. All six foundational stones, I go over and over and over them. I still do not believe I'm too mature or too old in Christ to uh, nurture myself on one of these bottles. Mm -hmm. Go back and what I didn't mm -hmm. get, the, the mm -hmm. vitamins, minerals, the mm -hmm. ingredients, I may have missed a few things. Mm -hmm. Every time I drink one, I, I get something else I didn't mm -hmm. get. So they're not something that I despise. And I remember even at TBN when Paul Crouch, when I was telling him this, he said, oh, now, these are six foundational stones. Where's that found? And we're talking about a man been doing this for years. <laughs> and because they know the tenets of their faith, right. there's six, seven, eight, 10, 12 of them. Right. But they don't know the six foundational stones of Jesus Christ. Right. So right. a babe in Christ is no speech. Now I'll tell you what religion does. Now you gotta, you're trying to identify an image and likeness of God. There's an image and likeness of God. There's an image and a likeness of a father. If you see the image and likeness of God, it's going to make you a preacher or a minister. If you see the image and likeness of a father, it's going to produce sonship. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Mm -hmm. We're in the process of becoming sons. We're not in the process of becoming ministers. Mm -hmm. We're in the process of becoming sons that will serve. We're not in the process of ministering. We're in the process of serving as sons of God. And if you, when I use that uh, teaching on having sons versus ministers, the reason I have that is because what we're sharing now, you can see yeah. that what happens, you get born again, and here's, here you can see religion at its finest. Some Hollywood guy, some NBA, right. some NFL gets born again. The Bible, if you do this in the natural, anybody born again is in two primary stages. He's a baby with diapers. Right. Napios, potty on. Mm -hmm. He'll poop on himself, he'll pee on mm -hmm. himself and don't even know it. And they're doing it from the pulpit. Mm. But they'll bring him in mm -hmm. and they'll set him out there to preach and teach and they don't know a thing. Right. They, in fact, the word napios means no speech. They're not supposed to be talking. They're not supposed to be ministering. They're supposed to be coming groomed under yep. the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, until they begin to season. Now they're in a the time of preparation. They're a time of being fathered. You got it, and the the most difficult time, in fact, here's where the second thing comes in. It's called the liberty of the children of God. Mm. That word children is technon. The problem with technons is they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. They want their liberty. So now they're going, they'll go through the no speech, they'll go through the potty stage, but they're not going to hang around after a teenager because they know more than the preacher. <laughs> I love what one guy said. <laughs> Are you tired of being bullied and hassled by your parents? I agree with you. Now it's time for you to move out. Get your own place, get your job, pay your own bills, and get your own groceries. You have grown up. <laughs> so I, I kind of like that statement. But the, the most difficult I've had when they came to Marshall mm -hmm. is they came hungry, Napier's Pations, and then they started learning something. 
And as they learned and got to knowing something, now they're greater than their masters. Mm. And they begin to have that tech attitude. 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 It's a teenage attitude. Yeah. It's yeah. being different toward me as a spiritual father right. as it was toward a natural father. Right. So it's the same spirit. The, the teenagers have that arrogance. You get through that, and then you finally get over into becoming a weos, a mm -hmm. fully mature, you're maturing, you're seasoning out, you'll say, oh, what was wrong with me? Everybody will do that. Right. We do that in the natural, yeah. we do it in the spiritual. It's parallelism. Right. And that's why we have what we call, you know, the two parallel universes. What people say, they're really just parallel, born of the flesh, born of the spirit. They run parallel. Principles are pretty much twins. the same. Yeah, they're twins. Mm -hmm. So you have that major issue but here's what Isaiah said. This is the revelation. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. If Jesus Christ had to wait for 30 years, right? just think about that. Yeah. Christ, right. who came from heaven, right. was God, he had to wait on God for 30 years before God commissioned him. Mm -hmm. I was born again, spirit-filled until... I was in uh, July of 1979, and uh, 10 years, almost 10 years later, I got my first commission. Mm. But I got it still as a technon, and I knew I was. Mm. But I had the knowledge mm -hmm. and the revelation because the gift was so profound. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I ran with that technon gift until God seasoned me with it. Mm -hmm. But he, he hid me in the house, church in Marshall, right. for those years to mature and season me. That's what he was trying to do. Now, I started off in my 60s when I started moving out into another zone. Mm. And my 70s are my greatest years. Mm -hmm. They're going to be the, until I hit my 80s, and mm -hmm. they'll be the best. Mm -hmm. But right now, my 70s are just, we're, we're going corporate. Mm -hmm. We're going to reach nations, other right. nations now. Right. So I'm looking at it now and saying, okay, you have to understand the teaching of the, the problem, as I said, goes back to your origin. Do I relate to God? Or do I relate to a father? Mm. Now, if you relate to God only, mm -hmm. then you have an identity crisis mm -hmm. because God through religion is angry, mad, disappointed, frustrated, can't wait to put you in hell because you deserve it. Right. And you, so you have this terrible self-image which hits the mirror and reflects back the image of God. The second thing that happens with the distorted image is you cannot take out of the distorted image of your own father relative to God. Mm. But when you go to the heavenly, heavenly father, then you have to disassociate the identity crisis and say, I have a father. My spirit cries, Abba, Father. father. Right. And then he says, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters. He did not say, I'll be a God unto you, and you shall be my, my prophets and priests. Right. And what happens in being born with an identity, born again, but identifying through church mm -hmm. and through a religion or a denomination, they're, they're going to put you in the image and likeness. And all you're going to get is you're either a missionary to India or to Africa, or you're a Sunday school teacher, mm -hmm. or you're going to be a pastor. Hmm. And you have to adapt to that culture of God. Okay. And it isn't him. It isn't him. <clears throat> He's a father. So... That's good. That's really good. Um, I hope that I hope that that was heard and that that it'll be uh, listened to again, because there's a lot to there. Uh, one of the things that I would like to cover is what, what I was mentioning earlier: traps hmm. and um, dangers and and 
when you're when you're called by God, I think that Satan's going to also attempt to knock you off or, or to take you out. Yeah, absolutely. And take you out early. And um, and now now I'm, I'm talking about not just getting you involved in that religious order of of becoming a a, a preacher or a pastor or whatever. But literally taking you out of the kingdom completely. Take you out of the kingdom. See, that's, yeah. the, that's the, it. Put you in the church. Yeah, because he, if he can, <clears throat> if he can get you to fall, uh, let's say, uh, fall into some kind of sin, mm -hmm. disgrace, mm -hmm. then you might just give up. Like I'm too far gone. You know, I can't be used by God. So, is there something that you would say to uh, young men who, again, are beginning their walk with the Lord? Um, after knowing this about, you know, uh, it, it's sonship is more important to, than, than pursuing the life of a minister. Sure, absolutely. So at this point, um, how, how aware do they need to be that there will be, uh, be opportunities or there's going to be attempts in their lives? I'm not talking about, you know, someone with a, a scope attempt. I'm right. talking about, you know, Satan really deciding, okay, let's take this person and let's remove him mm -hmm. from a pursuit of ministry. What would you say to a young man who is not aware, his eyes aren't open, he's not being conscientious of what the possibilities are? Every individual is, is an entity. That's what we have to start with. The Luciferic initiative, which I call it that, is his perception of light the Luciferic initiative is a light that he walks in. <clears throat> it's a distorted light, but it's what he walks in. And what, he's walk, what he does with entities is perception, which means you are different than me. We're the same species and kind, but you are different in entity. Your individualism is what marks you as an entity. <clears throat> you lose your individualism, you lose your identity as an entity. <clears throat> now, said all that, to say the scripture that Christ said, the prince of this world comes and hath nothing in me. Hmm. Christ was an individual he had to perceive, Satan had to perceive, he had to psychologically analyze, he had to observe. What does he want? You would want something that I wouldn't want. Oh, so I would he's want something perceiving, else. <clears throat> he's perceiving what does Christ want? Yes, he's something in him. Okay. If I can uh -huh. find out what's in him, then I can give him what he wants, mm -hmm. and I can get him out of the out of what he's doing. So he does three things, which he does with everybody. <clears throat> he gave he gave uh, Christ three primary temptations, mm -hmm. and that'll happen to you, me, and everybody else. But it, it will. They, we may call it the same. Uh, read the same scriptures, but it will be formed and fashioned to what you want. <clears throat> so you might want uh, money. We'll just say money. I might want success lot, and fame, lot, lots, of, lots money. of money and lots of success and fame. So I'm wanting success and fame. You're wanting money. And if one, the moment Lucifer finds that, mm -hmm. he'll offer that. Mm -hmm. So now you'll meet ministers that you can make a lot of money with mm -hmm. and you're going to miss the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. I will find an opportunity will open the door for me to be very successful and famous. Mm -hmm. And I can go there and man, and I call that the pinnacle. He took Christ to the pinnacle and said, all of this I will end the glory. You will have all of it. You'll rule the world and you'll have the glory. So I'm going to go back 
to an encounter that I had as a young man mm -hmm. starting that moment. I was in uh, <clears throat> California. I was about seven years, six, seven years old in the Lord. I was invited to a small community in Arkansas to minister. <clears throat> My uncle lived there. So I go and ask, and I stayed in his home because I'm going to be ministering there for two weeks. <clears throat> and I'm staying in his home. And the first two or three nights of ministering was just uh, like, like uh, Superman trying to look through lead. <clears throat> you just can't get through. <laughs> it was just, oh, so demonic <clears throat> because it was a very religious assembly of God. Okay. And I'm bringing kingdom principles and they just don't apply <clears throat> and they can't get it they, they just you know give us our tenets of the faith what mm. do we believe <clears throat> well after about the third night i'm going to bed that's wintertime pretty cold in that old bedroom they didn't have insulation and all that old country home and this presence comes to me in the middle of the night it's kind of a uh, three-quarter inch robe, sleeves, uh, eight foot tall, nine foot tall, stood at the end of my bed, and it was all in a tornado black uh, whirling, never broke the form, mm -hmm. but it was just, a, that's how he came in. He came mm -hmm. in a turbulent form, found out that was a principality over that domain, that region. Had to, of course, had to learn it from Christ. I didn't know what it was. And he came, and he's, and... <clears throat> Were you asleep? I was asleep. Okay. I woke up feeling this presence. Yes. You've been there. You've yes. had a few of those. And I woke up feeling this presence. My goodness, it was the worst I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. I've had demons I've dealt with and come to me, and I've had a few things like that, a number of those, but this was entirely different, Joe. I never experienced Intimidating? It. Oh. Fear? Fearful, intimidating. Okay. You felt insecure. You felt mm -hmm. subjective. You, mm -hmm. you felt lorded over. You felt ruled and dominated. Mm -hmm. and all of those terms I felt Outmatched. Huh? Outmatched. Outmatched. Totally outmatched. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm a babe in Christ anyway. I'm still probably at that time, party on, technon, mm -hmm. back and forth. And uh, he comes... And I, I, I've had a, a few out-of-the-body experiences at that time, so I understood what to do. And I reached when I saw him, I reached over and I hit the pillow and the sheet, and my, and my hand didn't go through him. Mm -hmm. I said, "Oh, he's in my world," which <laughs> I felt uh, mm -hmm. uh, violated, very, probably, uh, and, and vulnerable. Uh, vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yes. Word. Yes. Now, when you step out and you meet them in their world, mm -hmm. it's. You feel a lot more security. You feel the mm. spirit man. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you've lost that flesh, that right. body. You're not uh, weak anymore. Wow. <clears throat> but he was in my world, and that really undid me. Mm -hmm. And uh, he began to say that he was sent to make a deal. He says, listen to me. Mm. I've been sent to make a deal with you. I immediately said, no, I don't make no deals with the devil. Get out of here in the name of Jesus. Poof, he was gone. <clears throat> Well, I got out of bed. I just bawled and cried. I was scared. Mm -hmm. And I got on my knees, and I just crying. I was shaking and, and uh, sweating and everything else. <laughs> oh, yeah. the great man of God. I had this. I had control of all of this. And yeah, the, the, the crazy thing is that you, you at that point, you know that you've marked, and they know where you are all the time, and... And you, you, it's like you're at, you, you're not in control. You don't have the control the, of what's going on. The, the thing is, I'm going to transfer it or, or channel it in the way we're ministering okay. to the younger man. Okay. And what that means, he knew. I see. He knew I was called. Right. He knew I had an anointing. 
And I tell you what I've learned about that. And these men that are, he knows you. Mm. He knows you're called. Mm -hmm. He knows you're stupid and ignorant, don't know anything same as I was at the time. Right. But he knows that yeah. you're going to go with God. You're going to stay with God. You're yeah. going to learn the ways of God. You're going to drink the six bottles, right? Right. And you're going to learn the ways of the Lord. So he, but he knew, mm. he knew something about me. I didn't know about myself. Wow. I, I didn't even know what he knew. And uh, so now I've got to face, how did he know that? And I'll get to that maybe mm -hmm. later. There is an absolute for every Christian that we have. Mm -hmm. But uh, then he leaves. And the next night I ministered the same thing, just demonic. And, that, and I felt this principality in those rafters. Uh, and I could feel him still in that church mm -hmm. with me. He, was mm -hmm. going, he went to church there. Mm -hmm. That was his domain. Wow. And I didn't know that till the next night. So the next night around 4 o'clock in the morning, he comes standing at the end of the bed, leaning over this time, leaning over with his hands up, leaning over. I, he said, I said, I've been, I've been sent to make a deal with you. And before you speak, listen to me. Now, I've been criticized for listening to him. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was seven years old in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm probably, uh, you could criticize me for a lot of things in, in those days. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I don't proclaim I knew what I was doing. <clears throat> I'm trusting God and the Holy Ghost, same as you and everybody else does. And he said, before you speak, listen to me. I've been sent to make a deal with you. Actually, he said, uh, I've been sent to make a deal with you. And before you speak, listen to me. Here's what we're going to do for you. Mm. And he listed the three things, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of light. Now, he didn't call it that. And <clears throat> so what happened, he, he listed whatever spirit, soul, and body. He knows what the spirit man wants, so he'll be glad mm -hmm. to give you an alternate spirit. He knows what the soul man wants. It's all about self. He knows what the body wants, pleasures and sex mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. drugs and alcohol and indulgences, and, uh, yeah. indulgences mm -hmm. of any kind. Mm -hmm. So those, he started off for all that. And he, but he points it out by saying what we like, what we want. He said, if you, and I didn't say anything. I just sat there and listened. And he said, do you listen? Here's what I've been sent to do. Go on and go to church. Minister to one another and blessing one another and prophesying to one another, but stay out of my kingdom. Now, that's been alarming to me all these years. That's mm -hmm. a little mm -hmm. going to church. You don't mind us going to church. No, no, you're not doing anything, blessing one another, prophesying, preaching, right. have little sermons on Sunday. Yeah, and you'll still go 50, 60, 70 years to church, and by, you'll still come out the same, still screaming, cussing, smoking, drinking, hating your wife, hate your husband. I mean, yeah, no, no, you're not bothering me. You're stealing my kingdom. You just go to church. Right. And this is about kingdom. And you go to church and be in Babylon for 70 years in Babylonian captivity and never see or enter the kingdom. So at this time, uh, did you have a good awareness of the kingdom of God? No. Okay. No. See, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, when he says, stay out of my kingdom, I think, what kingdom? Right. Yeah, and go to church. Well, mm -hmm. that un that'll undo you if I go to church. Mm -hmm. You know, he's no, you go on. So there's an insight that these beings, these spiritual beings, have uh, on individuals. They're they're like profiling sure. them, watching them. Yes. Now mm -hmm. what happened? I came into his domain. I see. I flew into that that geographical location. Now that was where a principality rules all these domains. Correct. Right here, regionally. In there's yes, regional. regionally. Yeah. Right here, right now in Longview. Mm -hmm. There are a number of regional principalities, mm -hmm. and under them are a lot of delegated uh, demons and imps and, and mm -hmm. servants, if you would, slaves. <clears throat> and, but this, he was the big boy. He mm -hmm. came and said, this is my domain. 
Well, he knew that I was going to be groomed in the kingdom of God. Right. And he already, he made a mistake. He thought I knew. Hmm. Now, I didn't. If he just said it differently, right. I'd probably went for it. Right. But he's saying things I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And so then the next thing he said, and if you do this, stay out of my kingdom. This is what we will do for you. We'll make sure that you are healthy. We'll make sure that you prosper. And we'll make sure that you're successful. Mm. There they are. Now, what does man want? Yeah. He appealed to mankind. Yeah. He did not appeal to God kind. Mm. So he was appealing to my humanity, not my deity, Christ in me. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, no, I will make no deals with the devil. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on to church. I'm going to go ahead and bless people. I'm going to be prophesying and ministering to them. But I will not stay out of your kingdom. And everything you're offering me, I already have it in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew it then that I did. Wow. I already had it, but I hadn't had it. Yeah. But I knew it was real. I knew it was mm-hmm. going to be. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to have it. Mm-hmm. But he came to see what I wanted. Do you want mm-hmm. health? Of course I do. You want to be successful or not? Of course I do. You'd like to be, you'd like to succeed and you'd like to prosper. And oh, of course I would. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Right. But you can get it in Christ. Right. That was the, I didn't want to go, to go through the Ishmael lineage. I want to go through the Isaac lineage. Right. And so you get spirituals first, and then you get the blessing. Mm-hmm. Ishmael, you get you go seek the blessing first, correct? And you never mature. Yes. But anyway, that, that's what happens. So every individual young man listening to me, there's a principality that already's got you. There's demons already been been set on your mm-hmm. path to perceive you, to discern you. What are they looking for? The prince of this world comes and hath nothing. Well, what do you have? Do you want to be successful? You want to be famous? You want to be well-known? You want to be healthy? You want to have a lot of money? You want to have big homes, airplanes, cars? Make the deal. He'll negotiate. Are we negotiating? And Lucifer says, always. Yeah. Always. So these young men, there's something in them, and it won't be long for Satan to find it. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Then, after I had that dream, a few years later... Christ was going to show me what was in me. Hmm. And I didn't know that because he's got to get that out or Lucifer will work on that all your life until you finally fall. Some of these great men, great men of God, never, ever transgressed, never committed fornication, Mm -hmm. never committed adultery, but one time, Mm -hmm. one time. And Lucifer was stayed with them for 20, 30, 40 years. Kept throwing women at them until finally that one time time many of them too yes because he knew it was there wow he knew it was there mm-hmm. <clears throat> or it could be the money it could be the fame the glory and you know the shame <clears throat> well okay so uh, thinking about that process right there you it's we we know that he is setting them up it's a sting operation it's a sting operation good term for it and the fact of the matter i'm, I'm hearing something else that you're saying the uh if we were to step back and see the whole thing happen, then we would have kind of like sympathy for the guy, Yeah, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but you're saying something else. There was something there. There was actually something there. Yes, there was something there. And he was trying to ask, find out, do I want any of those? Right. Well, the truth of the matter is I want all three of those. Right, right. <laughs> because it's still inside of you. Sure. You have to get rid of it's that. A, it's really a human need. Yeah. You have to be healthy. You yeah. have to have enough money to make your way. And you want to succeed in what you're doing. You don't want to fail all your right, life. Right. We're not talking about being billionaires or right. 
you know, being successful running nations. I'm just talking about your typical, those are three basic human needs. And he knew I needed them, but, but where he missed it was my commitment was to Christ that he will provide for right. that. I seek give no thought for your life, Randy, mm-hmm. what you'll eat or what you'll mm-hmm. drink. And I, I have never lacked for anything. I've never mm-hmm. wanted for anything. I've been very successful in what, what I've done in Christ by glorifying him. I'm not talking about the works I do. I'm talking about right. by glorifying him. I right. brought glory to his name. I've, yes. I've revealed him in, as king and in, in his domain, his kingdom. So I've done what he told me to do. It isn't successful in life. It's fulfilling what he told you to do. Am right. I obeying God? If I obey him, mm-hmm. I'm successful. Mm-hmm. So I look at it with the younger men and they have to realize Satan knows generically because that's, he went after Christ. Averages. Averages. There's three primary things, mm-hmm. and he knows that, already knows that. Mm-hmm. And he will change the wording for them mm-hmm. and et cetera. <clears throat> so when you get into the body, then in the flesh, and there's sex, mm-hmm. there's alcohol, mm-hmm. there's, and even let's go with the good. The good. There's fun and pleasures and recreation and mm-hmm. kayak and canoeing and camping. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Randy, well, I'll tell you what we'll do, man. Uh, set you up, get your place on the river. You can spend your whole life right there. Mm-hmm. And I'm missing God. Mm-hmm. I have a place on the river, but right. I'm not going to miss God. <laughs> <clears throat> so he do it. He does all of that. And with me, he he knows I would love to have my own place on a river somewhere, mm-hmm. quietly away from uh, right. civilization. Secluded. It's my life. Right. It's not others, but remember I told you, this the entity. Mm. He knows. He knows me. He's known me for, he's followed me, dogged me for years and years and years, con- still offering, mm-hmm. still offering, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and find out if he still wants something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now go back to these three men. <clears throat> I mean, these men with the... Uh, they're young men. Mm-hmm. He knows they're called. He's, uh, he reads something. Now, I'm going to tell you what he reads. It's called phos. Phos. Phos is the Greek word yeah. translated light and fire. Mm-hmm. What happens when you get Zoe, you have, the, uh, now listen to oh, what the scripture says. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And it says, and it says there that in him was life, and the life was the light mm-hmm. of man. Zoe is a major commodity in a man's life. Mm. It vacillates. Because he said, I've come that you might have so we didn't have it more Abund- abundantly. More abundantly. Yes. Well, then there's a... Oh, so there hello. is. Okay. If he hadn't said that, then we all have Zoe. Right. But he said, no, it's a measured commodity. You spend time in the Word, spend time in my presence, you emanate. Mm. The emanation of the Zoe that you have by fellowship reflects or emanates a light bearer mm-hmm. about you. He's mm-hmm. a light. We're light bearers. Mm-hmm. They perceive literally that light. They know how much light you are, 30 watts, 60 watt, 100 watt, 30, 60, 100. How much time you spend with Christ in his presence determines the, the regional realm of the output of light. Mm-hmm. So it's what you and I are, we're that little control on the wall that you can turn up or down. The dimmer. The, the dimmer. It depends if you're spending time with them or right, not. Right, right. And they read it, and they'll know if you're at full light, they got to shut you down. they got to mm. dim you. Wow. They've got to come. And believe it or not, they come at your highest light. Wow. Not at your darkest night. They have no problem if you're in the darkness of the night. Leave him alone. Don't don't mm-hmm. activate. Let the dead dog sleep. Mm-hmm. Follow me. Yeah. If you agitate Randy or Joe, they'll start repenting and get start seeking God. Right. Right. Leave him alone. Right. I mean, man, let him enjoy just what he's doing. Right. So they prefer that, and that's called the night. So they don't bother the night. The night lords don't come in the night. 
They come in the light. They come for you when you are starting to shine brightly. Mm-hmm. We've got to shut this boy down. Shut. Mm-hmm. And the Old Testament said, turn, uh, you put the flame out in the temple. Mm-hmm. Shut the flame off. Mm-hmm. So, folks, light and fire. Mm-hmm. So two things that happens that they see that you do, you're emanating, folks, light, mm-hmm. and you're also emanating fire. And as fire... There's a zeal, the prophets of God, the, the, the word of the Lord was shut up in their bones like a fire, it says. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you're operating, you're full of zeal, for ambition for Christ and drive for Christ. Well, criticize and tell him he's a religious nut or he's a zealot. Do something. Shut him down. So he sends people to you, putting you down, get out of the word and call you, cause, you know, to be nuts or crazy. And your daddy was sent by Lucifer, believe it or not. I mean, I saw when he says, well, he was just sent by Satan to put the light out. So they're always going to put the light out. And to do this, got to find out what that young man wants, what he's going after and shut that thing down. Right. So the reason they know you, you're born again, spirit filled because you're born of God. You have mm-hmm. automatic Zoe and you have automatic phos. That Zoe in him was life, and the life was the light. If you've got Zoe, then you've got a light. Now, if if it is true, that, and it is, that Zoe is a measured commodity, then the light is measured by reflection of wattage and volts. So you have to, your life is measured. Mm-hmm. It's the law of size and measure, which I learned when I dealt with demons in Downey. Uh, I don't want to go into that one tonight, but... That's when I learned the word size and measure. And when you deal with Christ, they they know these. The, the, I use the term size and measure by four. What is the breadth, the length, the depth, and height of Christ? Mm-hmm. Satan measures those mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. How much depth do you have? How high have you gone with it? How wide? How broad? How deep have you gone? He measures that. And all these demons get back and they give report on how much light, how much fire, how much force, how much Zoe. They they define all that. And then they will set up a strategy. It's called the, and I use the term, uh, stratomai is the, is the Greek word, where Satan sets up a strategy, the wiles of the devil's on. He sets up strategies on how to pull that man down and what to do with him. What, do, what can we use on him? And he's going to try to pull you down before you mature in season. So you've got to realize you're going to have 10 or 15 years you're going to have to give yourself to, to season and to mature and, let, and this is when the temptation comes. This is when the tempter comes. And he will test and tempt you to find out what is in you of what you want. Now, I'm going to say this to you. If you want to fall, you, then you, you can fall quickly. But if you don't want to fall, then get no honest. be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. What is it you want? What is it that you lust and crave or desire? And you have to get before Jesus in, on Calvary on your knees and say, Christ, you have delivered me from the power of this and you have translated me into your kingdom. The power of this is no longer there. Now, when I came up, I didn't, mine was different. Mine was women and cars. Mm-hmm. Boy, I liked the girls and I liked the cars. Then I get, I meet Jesus Christ, still love the cars, but you can't love the women. Right. And so now that was the deal. So I'm, I didn't know what was in me. I didn't know what was there that Satan was going after. And so I have this dream and this was years ago, I call it Vanity Fair. And in this dream, I found myself running and the scripture kept, I'm in a race, oh, I'm in a race. And uh, we've got we to get focused, everybody get focused. And I found myself on the beach then and I'm running up and down the beach. Everybody, they're drinking their wine, smoking their cigars, enjoying life. 
and I'm irritating everybody because I'm running all over the, stop, stop, put that out, stop doing this. We're in a race. We've got to finish this race, which is scripture. You know, the scripture is running the race with patience. And I'm, I'm zealous. I'm going to finish this course, man. I'm going to finish my course. And in the dream, I was driven. And then the next scene I'm at, I'm, in, uh, uh, I'm somewhere else, and I'm somewhere else, and I'm somewhere else. So now, on the beach when I started off, nobody's listening. I'm irritating everybody. And I thought, I'm going, I'm headed to the ocean. I can't find, there's no place, I got to keep running. I'm, I, there's no place, so, I'm, so I start swimming right out in the ocean. And I get, I don't know how far, 100 feet out, uh, uh, 100 yards or whatever, whatever, I don't know how far, way out there. And out of the sky comes a brick wall mm-hmm. and uh, right down to the ocean. And I stop, and now I'm just uh, cutting the waves and holding myself up. So what is this? It stopped my course. I, I can't run the race. I can't look around it. I try to look around it. It's covered everything. And then right on my left, strange as it could be, an elevator comes down <laughs> right in the ocean. The door opens up, and they invite me in. There's someone, a man there, some type of elevator guy. You're in a race here. I'll get. I'll show you where you want to go. <clears throat> so he takes me up, and when he, t- I go up to a f- first floor, opens up, and when I step out, I step out into something like kind of a, uh, oh, there's word. I, uh, what do you call those? Oh, high, high, uh, prostate, uh, not prostate, prostitute type of buildings. Well, you know, there's a word I'm trying to find. It was real high class, swanky, really. Pen, uh, pen, what is? It? No. Anyway, uh, you got the visual, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful hotel. Penthouse. Penthouse is okay. the word I'm looking okay. for. Beautiful penthouse, okay. glass everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're you're like thousands of feet. Looks like I mean, okay. cities are down there. That's mm-hmm. what I could see. So I step out in this hall. It's a beautiful penthouse, and a door opens up, and there's seven women there. They're all extremely loosely clad, mm-hmm. visibly loosely clad. And the one that's that's right in the middle, she's the speaker. She says, come in. We're, we've been given to you. We're yours. Now, that showed me. I didn't know. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, uh, that was. So here we go. Women. Right. Whoremonger. Right. You're a whoremonger, Shankle. Right. <laughs> and you're going to hell. <laughs> but I didn't know that was in me. I just liked the women. I liked right. the girls. So. I, that was my first level, and I looked at it, and this is so funny. I really regret this. This is embarrassing, but this is what I said. Randy, the human, was there. I said, ladies, I want you to know I appreciate this, <laughs> but I don't have time for this. I'm in a race. I hated the fact that I said I appreciate this. I really do. I hate to tell the story, but I, I just want to tell the whole story. Mm-hmm. I wish that wasn't in there. It always embarrasses mm-hmm. me. But thank you, ladies. I appreciate it, but. I'm in a race. I don't have time for this. I turn to go back, and the door opens up in the elevator. I stop. I'm a little hesitant. Now I don't trust this guy. You're still in this race. I know where I know where you need to go. <clears throat> I reluctantly go in. Door closed. We go to the second floor. The second floor opens up, and it is a vanity fair. It's a fairground. Okay. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Step right up. Winning, playing, throwing money, dice, darts, everything going on. Just hundreds of people there. Huge fair. Uh, Ferris wheels and rides and, oh, man. And I'm running through there. Hey, 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 hey. 
uh, stop, man, stop. We're in a race. We don't have time for this. You got to stop this. We're in a race. And they're throwing uh, rings around bottles to win trips to Hawaii, mm. uh, Camaros. I remember Camaros were being won, cars <laughs> and, and all that. And this guy gets mad and he slaps my hand. Leave me alone. I'm I'm getting, I'm going to Hawaii. Yes, boy, I got it. Oh, just, everybody goes crazy. <laughs> he gets a free trip to Hawaii and nobody's listening again. Everybody's involved in the affairs of life. The word of God is the being choked out. <clears throat> so then I said, uh, three grounds, by the way. Now, this mm -hmm. is all three grounds. Mm -hmm. but, <clears throat> so this is the affairs of life. And I was so sick inside. Mm. I, I wasn't interested in the airplanes they're winning, mm -hmm. the money they're winning, the cars they're winning, <clears throat> vacations. They're all, uh, one old guy was throwing darts at... Uh, at balloons for a, a, a cruise, mm. a big ship cruise, you know, mm -hmm. free cruise. <clears throat> and I remember all that. Oh, so sick. I turn to go back, and the elevator comes down, opens up, and now I'm thinking about killing this guy. <laughs> this guy's a liar. And I believe he was demonic to this day now. But mm. anyway, he said, look, man, sorry about that. I know where you need to go. Come on, step in. I can get you there. Mm. And so I stepped in, terribly reluctant. We go up to the third floor. It opens up. I step out onto a very plush park, New York. I'm stepping out into a New York park. Beautiful, huge hickory trees, benches, squirrels everywhere, uh, people feeding birds and walking graciously, casually around. I sat on the bench. I said, now, this is beautiful. Like, it was kind of like a paradise. Yep. So I started feeling, all yep. right, these people will listen. Don't want to use the men's name, but I know these men. Oh, wow. And you would know their names. Men of God, big men okay. that uh, sold out. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't believe it to this mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. But they were in the dream. This one man that I've really respected <clears throat> comes up to Brother Shankle, puts his arm around me. I'm, we're glad to see you, man. We've been waiting for you. Wow. I thought, yes. Now these are the, the uh, fathers of the faith. They're going to help me get on track. I got off track somehow. They're going to help me on. And he says, uh, come with me. And I noticed he had a cigar and had money out of every pocket, $100 bills everywhere. And every time he'd take a step, $100 bills would fall out. And I look into him thinking, I know this man of God. I, I, I actually went to some of his meetings, which I did. And I said, sir, call him by name. Yeah, what is that? I said, your money is it's just it's falling out. Oh, Brother Shankle, don't worry about that. The, plenty where that came from. Come on. And it was, that's, so he takes me down. We're, remember, we're in a beautiful green park. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden there's these stairs. They're about eight feet wide. And they're going down at a small little curve. And at the bottom, there are these two doors. They open up. And we step into a beautiful wine cellar, hmm. just beautiful. And there was these five, six, seven men of God that I know. There was a dozen more I didn't know. These are all the men of that's very successful, very famous, make a lot of money, have the planes, the cars, and they're all there. And they're all drinking their martinis and their wine and smoking their cigars. And all everyone just stuffed with $100 bills, just falling out every time they're walking around. Brother Shankle, we've been waiting for you, man. And I looked around, and it, I just started crying. Hmm. I just started crying. I was so sick inside. 
So broken, so disappointed, so disillusioned, so confused hit me, confusion. I looked at him, I shook my head, no, that's not what I'm here, no, no, I'm in a race. Oh, relax, relax. No, I'm not relaxed. They put one grandma, take your hands off me. I'm not relaxing and I got nothing to do with this. I'm in a race and I'm going to finish my course. I ran up the um, stairs and when I got there, elevator. Open up, same old boy. Mm. I said, sir, you listen to me. You take me right back where you picked me up. You hear me? Yes. And he did right back to the ocean. It opened up. <clears throat> I jumped back in the ocean. I swam up to this concrete wall. But I noticed this time there was a gap under it, about an inch. And I put this host, my right side, eyes, nostril under the water. And I looked through the paradise. Mm. Beautiful paradise. Hundreds and thousands of witnesses along the side of this river. It was a river, turned into a river. Beautiful stones, real soft. I noticed they were round, and I was going to go over them on my belly, but I noticed that they were real soft. <laughs> it was not soft, but round. Right. Right. I knew, and all on both sides was that great cloud of witnesses. Come mm. on, Brother Shankle, you made it. Come on, you made it. And I just dove, and when I did, I came under it, and as I was going down the rocks, I woke up. Wow. And I, that became, these are the things you want, Randy. This is what oh. you want. This is your personal want. You like the ladies. You want to have a lot of recreation, entertainment, and life. Life well, to you is just one big recreation. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I looked at and, I, and then I, you'd like to have the, the run with these boys. You want to be known with them. Mm -hmm. You like you want. You've been waiting for them to call you, minister with you, mm -hmm. pulpit, go to seminars. Uh, uh, to the civic centers, and you're right along with them, uh, ministering with them. Uh, sure, that's exactly what I wanted, and Satan knew it. And there's, but you pay a price to get that. You have to lose Christ. You have no, so what happens? You lose the person. Yes. You lose the presence. You lose the Zoe that goes down, and you're just a small little ember. And at that time, Lucifer says, "Don't pay no mind to him anymore. Just keep an eye on him, but don't pay no. He's mm. he's of no problem anymore." Keep, make sure you got plenty of money coming in. Make sure the women come around. Keep it going. Just keep it feeding them. Feed the monkeys. He's, he's already in the daze. He's already uh, traumatized. He's a, he, at that time, you're just a, a walking zombie. That's all you are. No life. No. But you're making all that money. You got all that success. And that keeps <clears throat> you distracted so you don't get back into the yeah, fight, absolutely. get back into the race. Absolutely. You're content, so to speak, with life. But I, Your human is. Yeah, yeah, because I can't imagine, you know, um, having peace of God. You, you can't, you know, I've had this happen to me in my in my life to where I, I uh, you know, got to a place where I was bitter mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And, <clears throat> but I remember this and it, it, it startled me was that I got to the place where I thought, I need to just pray and get through this thing. And then the second thought that came to me was like, mm, no, because hmm. you know what he's, you know what he's going to say, you know, already. And so the temptation yeah. was there to like, no, <laughs> the last thing I want to do is pray because I know that the state that I'm in right now will be just stopped. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's something that you would actually opt, that you would listen and entertain that thought that you would think, 
No, if I pray, then what I'm doing ha- will, will be forced to be yeah. stopped. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. That is, and that's what would happen too. Yeah. Did you, how'd you make the change? I prayed. Okay. Did it anyway. Yeah. 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 I, and, but, but I remember recalling and thinking about thinking it through and analyzing. I thought, dang, I mean, I literally thought that through and yeah. I considered it. I yeah. considered it. And that was what was startling to me. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I was, I was. I could have chosen to just, no, no, I don't want to pray because of this. But actually, the thought was there. Oh, yeah. The thought was there. And I, I, I was like, ooh, if I pray, I already know. I don't want to pray. I don't want to go there because I know that if I'm under the scene of God, it's obvious. Yeah. But I did. I mean, I. I and you got through it. Yes. Well, these going back to these young men, but what the same thing? They're going to be faced with some of these same mm-hmm. problems. The thing you went through, mm-hmm. got to go to him. Got to go to him. Yes, man. you do. And it, it will never change. The scriptures make it clear. What is the lust of the eyes? Well, it depends on that entity. Yes. That individual's lust are different than yours or mine, etc. And they've watched you your whole life. Oh, I'm going to tell you what I, I told a man of God. I said. Uh, he was he was born against Spearfield, real good friend of mine, real close. An elder at time, one time with me, and uh, he kept looking at women's butts as they walked by, and uh, I, I finally nailed him on it. Now, see, Satan saw it I said, openly, openly, but he he didn't want nobody to know it. Okay, so but, he was discreet. Yeah, he was trying to be discreet, and uh, but the all seeing eye of Jesus Christ. And I started watching it, and I said, this is something wrong, because he'd go by. Now, what I would notice is I didn't see I noticed his head return with him. So that's when I started, oh, this guy's watching women's butts. And we're talking about born again, spirit-filled. He's an elder. He's a man of God. He's a prophet, teacher, and uh, all, of that, all of that. And uh, I, I went to him, and I said, uh, hey, buddy, can I talk to you about something? I said, did you know that Lucifer knows what you want, and he's going to provide it for you, and it's going to cost you everything? What do you mean? I said, he's already watched your eyes. I said, you think you're being discreet and nobody's seen it. Satan saw the first day because I said, you know the lady that the first lady that you looked at probably 10 years ago, he set her up. He made her walk right by you. And I said, she had that tight thing on and you remember, and that started your journey. And I said, brother, the Bible makes it very clear. And she saw, she saw that it was good. Mm. And I said, you saw it. Mm And Satan saw it, mm-hmm. and he marked you. Mm. He wants that. And I said, now can I ask you a question as a grown man? He said, yeah. I said, you've never seen a woman's butt before? <laughs> you don't know what it looks like? Yep. Well, yes. They're all the same. All the same, different size, different color, mm-hmm. same thing. <laughs> same function. <laughs> Exit only. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, yeah. And But see, he... he what. I didn't have to say nothing, but I understood Lucifer. Lucifer's yeah. been watching that. Yeah. And I will guarantee you, a woman will walk by one day and she'll drop them for him. Right. You know, uh, an old tape series, um, uh, you were in a in a, a frenzy. <laughs> I'll say, you know, uh, sometimes <clears throat> you get excited and yeah, just, yeah. just start going, right? And so in one of those series, like, I'm trying to remember which one it was. I don't remember which one, but you made a comment and I thought, dang, that's just good wisdom. I never heard it said that way. And it was, uh, you were referring to, you know, lusting after women and you were referring, you know, why, you know, 24 hours and they stink. 
just like everybody else. Just sure. you know, and I thought, dang, you know, that that just really leveled that reality. Yeah. And it's the fantasy of the mind, not the reality of the existence. And once you get into that fantasy with Lucifer, it becomes um, mental porn. Right. Which means they don't have to go and watch it on TV or watch it on the internet. It's mental imagery. Been downloaded. Yeah. You start what you start developing your own uh, uh, pornographic images mm -hmm. and go. And you have to break that. By the way, there, mm -hmm. here's what happens mm -hmm. on all of the things that you are addicted to that you want that Lucifer knows. This is a true reality that you'll have to pass that test. Satan comes to put you through the test. Mm -hmm. It's 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 almost like you have to you have to. It, there's a line that you have to draw, but that line needs to be far. It yes. can't be here. That's right. It can't be right here, right on you. You have to establish that. It's like that dream I had. I've sensed that presence from a distance, way yes. far away. That that porter ministry yes. thing, and and uh, and that's really I think the 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 idea of the porter ministry is being able to um, be a watcher. You got to be a watchman of the night, man. Mm -hmm. He says of that, you know. Uh, Called him watchman. What of the night? What of the night? It's it's the watchman of the night. Is what you're looking. What what's happening in the darkness of life? Mm. What's going on in the darkness of mm -hmm. your soul? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if if Lucifer is a porter, and he is, mm -hmm. he's a watchman of the night, and uh, he's watching what's in you. If he can find that darkness, he's gonna he's gonna maximize it. And those those things have to be brought to light. Otherwise, they're going to capture you at some sure. point in your life. And then this whole area is, is just a. Uh, Playboy of recreation and, and right. making money and all that was the next one. It goes from one if you don't yep. if they don't if they don't take you out with one they'll go they'll shift to the other. The first two were carnal, mm. earthly, mm. human desires. Mm. Now here's what's funny: sensual, devilish. Yeah, right. uh, earthly, sensual, devilish. Mm -hmm. The third one was spiritual. Mm. Do you now want spiritual power? Right. You want a spiritual recognition. You want to right. be among the big boys, the preacher, the teacher, and the prophet. Something. You want to be a prophet to the prophets. You, you want to be what? an apostle to the apostles. And you know what? Um, a lot of young men, I was one of them, that would have said, yes, I do. This is a, that's exactly why I, I pursue God. But it's a there's a deception there. There is. I'm at TBN. And during because of the success of Signs, Wonders, and Miracles, mm -hmm. uh, they I, they invited me to leave Marshall. We'll have you leave Marshall. We'll set you. We'll take your every your whole family down to Dallas. We'll set up a big church there. We'll get it going. There'll be ten thousand within the first few months. We'll come in with all of our teams and minister. We'll do all the everything ready. We'll set you up. You'll be ready to go. That was at TBN. I said I'm not going to do that. Marshall? What's in Marshall? I says, where God sent me. There's nothing in Marshall. If it wasn't God sent me, I'd leave it because there ain't nothing in Marshall. But I said, that's where he put me. Well, that was one. Now, while I'm at TBM, I get a call from uh, Oklahoma City, a church of thousands and thousands up there, big church, call me. They want me to minister there. They want me to be the pastor. <laughs> Yeah. Remember that one? Yes, I do. Yeah. And they had 51 board of directors. And they said, we will give you over 100000 a year, a brand new car every year, and a house of your choice. Now, see, that's the spiritual. Mm -hmm. You can have the cigars, the money, the margaritas, the right. wine. Right. And you'll be famous, Randy. You'll be known as one of the greatest prophets, one of the biggest prophets. 
That was all there. So he does eventually, Satan, shifts it over to your spiritual, mm. what do you want? Right. But it really isn't spiritual. It's still the old carnal nature. It really is. See, the human nature of yeah. selfishness. Right. So these boys are going to pass a number of tests. The first two you're going to pass is panties and money. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to pass those two tests. Because they're men. Because they're men. Yeah, they're providers, and they want to procreate. That's the yeah, DNA. Yeah, and and they love sex, and right. they love money. I mean, right. it's just it's just human nature. You got to face that truth. Yeah. Then the third one is if you pass that one, then they're going to come. He's going to come to you as a minister and find out how to get you out of the ministry of Jesus Christ, out of sonship. I'd like to say, but the issue is, it's all there. It's going to come. Mm -hmm. So, spirit, soul, and body will be tested. All three will be tested. So. <clears throat> I think one last thing that I would like to address is you said, you, you mentioned the word sonship and address the whole uh, discipleship thing. I think that it's not a term that's used a lot these days. And can you define what you're referring to uh, when you're referring to uh, the need to be a disciple? Uh, because I don't think that it's I don't think it's it's a a term that's used a lot in the in the body of Christ, and of course we know what it means. And this is defined as a, dis, a disciplined learner, a disciplined learner, a disciplined learner. But I'm also going to ask you, kind of like didn't even didn't even warn you about asking this. Is, is there is there something that people can do if they if they feel like they need discipleship in their life, um, what would be, what would you do, what would you recommend for them? Let's say, I mean, they could be all over the world. They could be in, in another country, but they know that they have a call in their lives for discipleship. What would be the actual wisdom of God to get them into that place of discipleship? Can they do it on their own? Do they need to find somebody who can walk them through this? Is it something that they can just... Um, Take the scriptures, or, or 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 can they receive materials that will walk them through this? Because there, I believe that there's a strong need. What is the steps? Well, first of all, this sounds crazy, but here's here's the beginning of the wisdom of this, and it really is so. <clears throat> Discipleship is a concept uh, that has a real flattering to it, or everybody wants to be a disciple. It has a draw to it without, and it's misguided yeah. because people don't understand it. But I'm not just a believer. I'm a disciple. See, that's again, a, a that's a positional statement. It's like a, a badge. It's of a, a badge. It's a flattering title. I to gotcha. a, That's why they call a whole, whole church religion movement, one denomination called the Disciples of Christ, mm -hmm. and not a one of them is. <laughs> So that's what we're talking about. Okay, okay. So we have to start off, first of all... Defining. Defining it, because it's not a glorious... No. I, don't, I don't want to use this term, but I think I will do it anyway. That movie called Glorious Bastard, that's yeah. what it's become in the eyes of Ooh, Christians. Yes, okay. And uh, there's a stigma to it that's mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. So now I take you back to Christ. Mm -hmm. There's three primary things called calling, selection, and election. None of them have a thing to do with you or me. When Christ said many are called, but few are chosen, that means there are 5,000 that's called, but only 12 chosen. Right. The choice comes from Christ because he, not from the individual's desire. Mm -hmm. You can't desire to be a disciple. I can't desire to be a prophet 
Mm-hmm. I can't desire to be an apostle and become one. Mm-hmm. It's got no, I don't, right. I'm, I, I'm choice. Want, yeah, I want to be a prophet. I'm going to be a teacher. <laughs> and it doesn't work. Uh, when Christ is in it, he gave it. You either right. got it or you didn't. That's first of all with gifts. But on the second thing, on discipleship, he is the one who sanctifies and separates. Mm. He will watch that individual, same as Lucifer does, same thing. And he will notice something about that individual that they will take that call. If I choose them, they will take that choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's his, his, his initiative toward you. Mm. It's not your initiative toward him. I see. And so what happens is people come up, they get born again, and they think these are stages that I can choose myself through. No, these are, chooses, these are stages that the Father uh, matures you through. Mm. And you will come to the place of, you remember years ago in, in uh, School of the Prophets, when we did discipleship, the nine qualifications mm-hmm. of a disciple. Mm-hmm. Every one of those scriptures says, if you, if. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if you do, you That's can. Right. If you don't, you won't right. be a disciple. Right. Nine times he said, if you will do mm-hmm. this, you can be a disciple. If you don't do this, you cannot be my disciples. Right. And he lists nine different qualifications there. Believers will not do those. Right. They don't have it. Right. It's not in them to do it. They wish they could, but they can't. <clears throat> you have to be, now I'm going to go to a different statement, Old Testament. And when you go to the Old Testament, like uh, uh, Samuel, excuse me, Samson, Samson, he was a Nazarite from, right. from the womb. <clears throat> so what happens in the womb, now I'm going to take you all the way back for a moment and understand God's calling, okay. his calling, his selection, his election. So you don't call him, he calls you. All you got to do is answer the phone, but you're not making the call. <clears throat> so what happens is Psalm says, you were there when I was an embryo. And you were there forming and fashioning my personality. This is why we cannot, must not criticize individuals in the ministry because they were, God created my personality Mm -hmm. to handle this apostolic prophetic Mm -hmm. anointing. Mm -hmm. He created it that way. It has to do it. You can't be a soft, gentle shepherd and be a prophet, apostle, prophet. You can't be. So you're going to bring neuthetic confrontation. You're going to bring correction, reproof, instruct. Pastors won't do that. Mm -hmm. They'll lose their congregation. They'll lose their money. Ties and people mean money. Mm -hmm. People means money. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to do that. So... But the, but the emphasis is, he's there as an embryo. And all these young men right now that's listening, that's, they believe they're called of God. It starts with the embryo, him fashioning and forming you, the scripture says. He formed you out of nothing, out of the substance of it. And then when you came forth, Satan was right there reading what took place as an embryo to destroy that man child, because he's going to come out ruling mm-hmm. if he's not destroyed by a matriarchal uh, right a dominating mother or matriarchal wife or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And if he destroys you, not by killing you, he destroys you by making you effeminate primarily, changing your whole structural genetics, but you can't. But right. So anyways, so now the embryo comes forth. Rant Joe Albert, he's groomed and fashioned by Jesus Christ, by the hand of God mm-hmm. to be the entity, the personality. He forms five primary things into your human being. It's your personality, your constitution, your temperament, your disposition, all that, mm-hmm. all that is formed into your humanity to form the person that you're going to be. Then he takes that and he, he gives gifts according to that mm-hmm. call, that, that formation, the way mm-hmm. he made you. Mm-hmm. 
that gift will be very complimentary to your personality. It won't be a war. It won't be a struggle all your life. Mm -hmm. When these people say, you know, when you make Jesus Christ your Lord, now it's going to be a real struggle. You No, it isn't. You're already tempered for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's tempered us. He mm -hmm. did. He was there. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just precious for him yes. to do that. You're very, you're very cultivated for this. Mm -hmm. So in the natural world, we breed race horses. We breed thoroughbreds. We breed uh, Arabians for different purposes. They're bred for that. They come out ready to run, mm -hmm. ready to fight, ready to mm -hmm. war, whatever. And that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And so we're all fashioned that way and formed by that as an embryo. And then he, when you, when you meet him, you already have all that in you. All these gifts, calling selections, election, they begin to rise. It's not something coming on you. Mm -hmm. They're in you. They're mm -hmm. already placed within you. Mm -hmm. My old pappy used to say, son, there's a lot of apostles and prophets in hell. Mm -hmm. I never did understand that till I found him at Christ. Now I know what he meant. They were born with that. They came, every, every man, every man born came out with the purpose of God. Maybe he didn't find it, mm -hmm. but it was there. He found God, then he started unwrapping the gifts, unwrapping the gifts. My goodness, I got so, I got selection, election, calling, elections. I mean, I got some power. I got some potential. I got anointings. I got gifts. I got talent and ability in Christ. I wonder if I can make, be successful with that. Now you're thinking about, I wonder if I could serve God with it. Now mm -hmm. we're going to discipleship. Mm -hmm. So a believer, mm -hmm. he's not going to do it. Right. He's going to take all of that and make a name for himself. Mm -hmm. He's going to use God and God's gift mm -hmm. to promote him. Mm -hmm. But the disciple is going to discover all of that. And he's going to discover the reason I have it is to advocate Jesus Christ right. to promote his kingdom and to promote him in the earth. Mm -hmm. And then that's your difference between a believer and a disciple. But that's exactly how it works. It goes back to calling selection and election. And if you'll make those things sure, then you'll never fall. Peter said. That's right. And you, but you can't go after it. You've got to discover it. It's there. We have this treasure mm -hmm. in earthen vessels. You've got to uncover this treasure. Mm -hmm. You can't decide what you want to be. You've got to accept what you are. Fantastic. That's good stuff, man. It is. Good stuff from the Word of God. <laughs> it's, 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 it's almost like um, you're programmed. It's, and you are. You, 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 there's programming yes. that God enters in and it, it, it uh, once it's engage once it's executed then it goes into operation yeah that's so fascinating the beautiful thing that's about us let's use the term for meant robotical you're totally programmed mm. to behave a certain way mm -hmm. but at the end of the embryo he drops in one tiny little chip called free will amazing. now you don't have to if you don't want to that's randy amazing. yeah you can take all of this and you can merchandise me you can merchandise my gifts and calling, or you can obey me and fulfill your calling. I've heard it this way, that um, imaging, uh, let us create man in our image, being imagers, that's the thing that is distinct about him too, is that ability to make a choice. Yeah. He gave us that. Yeah. Not to the angels. That's powerful. Yeah, it wonderful is very stuff. powerful. Fantastic. What do you mean not to the angels? Well, I, as I said that, I thought, well, they do have a choice. Sure they do. They that's do why, have a that's choice. That's why Lucifer fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're programmed the same way. They now are. That, that's a wonderful God that, uh, and you know, that, remember what it says of the angels, they they fell from their first estate, Yeah. their first cause, right. their first purpose. 
Mm. And now they're doing their own thing. Right. See, so we can do that. Yes. But and as, we do. Yeah. And as disciples, it keeps us close to doing what he formed us for, created mm -hmm. for, birthed us for. Mm -hmm. And all of that is in this, all that treasure. See, I, when I got born again, I, I didn't know what fivefold was. I never heard of it. Right. I didn't know about apostle, uh, apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherd, teachers. I didn't know a thing about that. I sure knew I wasn't called to do any of them. That was obvious to me. I didn't. I wasn't called none of that. I just go in church and meeting. I just met Jesus and I listen to the preacher preach and I go home and have lunch or you know go to lunch and I go home or whatever. My life was real simple. I was just getting up in the morning making money. California making lots of money. Mm -hmm. You know more than I did in Arkansas. By making money and enjoying life and driving my motorcycle, enjoying my truck and going to church and then. All of a sudden, one day, boom. I mean, buddy, just out of nowhere, someone says that you're a prophet of God. Wow. And I knew that I began it because I'm starting to do things. I'm starting mm -hmm. to see things. I'm starting mm -hmm. to, I'm a seer. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to see and say, see and say things way beyond me. So it began to dawn on me. And you know what's funny? I've stood before thousands, tens of thousands of people and ministered. Up going up through this whole thing, mm -hmm. and civic centers and stuff, mm -hmm. TBN. I mean, masses, massive loads of people. When I was in high school, because people think I'm antisocial, I think maybe I am. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to be by myself. I don't right. like crowds. I'm not comfortable around crowds. And when I was in high school, uh, we had to do uh, oral book reports. Mm. I took an F. I took Did an, you just so that you didn't have to go through that? Yeah, I would not do it. I told him I'm not going to do it. I took an F. Wow. And I just said, no, you give me an F. I'm, Randy, it's your time. You have to give an or No, I'm not doing it. Give so, me, I'll take an F. So the point is that it had to be God. Had to be God. Yeah. And see, that's what they have to learn is this is really not doing what you've chosen in your own life or predestinated for yourself. The Bible calls predest predestination. It's something that we've, we, uh, psychologists and mm -hmm. even theologians struggle. There's no struggle. The Bible made it clear. Romans 8, 29, you are being predestinated to be conformed yes. to the image of Christ. Predestination is simple. There are only two paths. Right. And you're predetermined on either one of those. Right. You can serve yourself. You can serve God. Conform to your image and likeness. Conform to his image and likeness. It's conformity. It's mo it's, uh, predestination is a conformity. It still has a will. But you you can only choose two paths, mm. so that's why it's mm -hmm. predestinated. These two have already been predetermined. Yes. When you make the decision, choose you this day. You're going to choose one of them. There's yeah. only two choices. Yeah. And I, I hope that they will choose Christ. And I hope you choose to to tell Jesus Christ, I want to. And if you continue to follow Him, and follow hard after Him, He will unravel to you the next calling, the next selection, the that's next election, the next choice. And it's from glory to glory, faith to faith, and strength to strength. Well, Mr. Randy, I think that we have had a great session. We have had a great one, Joe, and I've loved it. I've enjoyed it. And we're going to be covering a lot more subjects. So uh, keep tuning in. Uh, we're going to release a lot more subjects. And uh, there's information on the screen if you want to find out more uh find out some more information some of the books that are written some of the uh i prefer teaching tapes yeah, i do too now okay i do too but i love uh, books are great you know when i when i find a a a good book that i appreciate 
generally what I'll do is I'll start by getting it on a Kindle and I'll read it. Mm -hmm. I think, dang, these guys really did a good job. So I'll order the book just out of respect for the author, the, mm. the work that they did. And uh, then I'll get an audible so I can listen to it too. Yeah. I like to hear it. I like the audible. I do too. That's my preference. Yeah. Yeah. I really but do. But some people do love the books, you know, yeah. love to read it. Uh, my wife, she <clears throat> prefers the book with, with and, and she goes at it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a student. Yeah. She goes, this is how she reads. Like, yeah. The, yeah. It's great. Well, thank you, Joe. Enjoyed it, man. We'll catch you guys later.